everyone, this is Dwight. And this is Yodit, and welcome to Everything Under the Sun, a podcast where anything and everything is on the table. We're a married couple, and we love conversation. And more importantly, we love Jesus. So join us as we explore Everything Under the Sun. What's up, everybody? This is Dwight. And this is Yodit. Welcome to Everything Under the Sun, episode number one. Woo! We're doing it. We are. We're really excited. Um, this has actually been... Uh, it started as just an idea, uh, an observation of a shared interest, and it's blossomed into the real deal. A lot more to grow, and we hope it will evolve, and we want all of you, our listeners, to be on that journey with us. But before um, we get into the content for our first episode, Yuri, can you share with our listeners kind of the vision for the podcast and why we're doing this? Yeah, so most of you may not know, but our whole relationship was long distance from the time he was on the West Coast, I was on the East Coast, and so a lot of the building happened just through conversation, virtual conversation. And can I pause you right there? Sure. I've already had requests for one of our episodes to be specifically focused on the long distance journey. So just going to put a pin in that. Okay. We'll let's come back that. to that for those of you that are interested in how the heck that worked. But it worked. Uh, short we're answer here. is, but God. But, but God. We'll get into so, that So yeah. Later. Being in a long distance relationship, we did a lot of, we had a lot of conversation and I think in getting to know one another, we talked about so many different things and of course the one thing that united us was our faith in Christ. And so when we talked about even the hard things. Not the one thing, but the most. Yes. The the one main thing that connected us was our faith in Christ. We had other connections, (laughs) y'all. We did. I'm making a point (laughs) here. And so, yeah, we would talk about a whole lot of things. And for some of them that were difficult, you know, we really wrestled with how to make sure that we submitted our thoughts and opinions under um, the word of God. And so, you know, part of the vision for this podcast is to be able to wrestle in conversation with these hard topics and how we've come to submit them under the Word of God and how that has informed our opinions, how we think about Him, how we act, how we live out our faith. And then, of course, we desire to talk about just random things, too, that, you know, is not necessarily too heavy, but we just want to invite you on into our conversation. This is really for us. Part of the vision is we wanted to keep that intentional part of our of our um the way that we met and the way that we sustain our relationship through conversation as an intentional part of our marriage so this is this allows us to create that intentional time to talk to converse but then also invite others in and share their thoughts and um you know opinions on on a variety of topics so we are very excited as Dwight said this is just a step of faith we don't know how it will go but we're excited that you know it'll go pretty well what do you think yeah no I'm excited too I think it'll be a lot of fun we'll we'll have to just be flexible and and take it episode by episode episode Um, by episode I think one other thing I'll just say and this kind of speaks to uh, my wife's creativity coming up with this 
the the title or the banner for our this production everything under the sun and part of the reason I love that is you know today there's there's a line of thought that kind of separates faith and life mm-hmm. and you know our experience has been that um that line actually doesn't exist there's um there's relevance of of faith in every area of life and so this idea of us being able to have a perspective and have commentary on literally everything under the sun, everything that we interact with in our marriage and in our lives, um, and to have a connection between those things and our faith is very important for us as uh, followers of Christ. Um, and so that is another reason we're doing this, is just I kind of want to break down that that myth. I think sometimes people are also afraid to bring the faith perspective into everyday events of life, whether mm-hmm. it's politics, whether it's current events, whether it's um, you name it. Right. Um, and so that's another kind of hope I have for what we do while we're making these episodes is, hey, just kind of getting really candid and, and but comfortable and, and, and having a, a space to open up dialogues that bring in um, a faith perspective to whatever's going on um, and to life. For us, it's, you know, our marriage is our, is our priority. Each, I'm, I believe I'm Yodit's priority and I know that she's my priority. And so after the show, this is us. <laughs> Whoa, <Psych>. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, just joking. Just pretend that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. But yeah, I'm going to stop rambling on that. that. That's just something that I wanted to note as well. Great point. Now, our first topic for our first episode, we just celebrated one year of marriage. I'm holding up the applause sign, everyone. Thank yes. you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Um, we really do give all glory to God. <coughs> and we wanted to take this episode to reflect on that first year of marriage. There was a lot of learning and a lot of joy, a lot of t- tears. Um, but we more just joy. want more joy, more joy than tears. tears of joy. But yes, tears of joy as well. But we just wanted to take this time to be open and to just talk about our first year of marriage. So, let me ask you the first question. All right. In what ways did you feel you were prepared or unprepared for marriage? That's a big question. How much time do we have? Do we have a couple have hours? A couple days? Oh, okay. Two minutes. One. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me um, think about that. So, so, in what ways did you feel prepared so we were very blessed to have elders um, in our lives uh, spiritual guidance um, parents infrastructure around us that had a lot of wisdom for us regarding what it meant to be married Um, and so I felt very blessed to have picked up a lot of conceptual understanding of marriage of my role as a husband and how to um, honor God in marriage. And so in that way, I think I was 
very prepared and I'm very grateful for that. However, <clears throat> you know, once you're in it, no amount of preparation can suffice because you have to have that experiential piece um, and then apply kind of the knowledge that you've gained before. And so I was very unwise as a, and still am, I would say, just a little bit less so after a year, but very unwise in marriage just because if you think about the definition of wisdom being knowledge plus experience, you know, I had some knowledge, but I didn't have any experience. And so um, in in some ways I was very unprepared, but I've learned so much um, through the journey of this first first year. Um, so I'll, I'll stop it there. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I, I echo what you said about having that conceptual knowledge because of, you know, the books that you're reading and, and yep. the pre-marriage counseling. Which we definitely but, encourage, right? Right, yeah, yeah. we definitely do. Um, but like you said, there's nothing like actually being in the ring, right? And like, you realize that you're playing a game and we this was a, a an advice that was given to us in regards to just understanding marriage. It's pretty much a game that you've never played before. So, you know, you can't act like you know how to play. I mean, there've been, you've, you've had tools to think about, but it's just a lot harder done than thought about when you're not married. And so I definitely think that, uh, and there's just certain things that you just don't know about yourself until you are actually in that space where, you know, you are, the most vulnerable with this person when you put to the test. So like you said, I feel like we were prepared in some sense. I feel like the preparation of just the way that we viewed marriage and the way that we honored it, um, the way that we, you know, had a high view of it because of what it represented and and the greater purpose behind it. Um, But definitely the day to day learning that was definitely, I don't think you could prepare. And I think, you know, Sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not 100% ready for marriage. I don't think anybody is. Um, so, um, yeah, I feel like you definitely um, learn a whole lot that you were not prepared for. So, yeah. And now we turn our attention to the statistics corner. I have looked at a couple statistics about marriage that I just think put into... Um, put into context context um just the conversation about marriage in the US and around the world really uh couple of statistics the average the national length of marriage in the United States is about 8 years <coughs> that's pretty crazy um 41% divorce rate uh the Number, the percentage of millennials, we're both millennials that are married, is 27%. Um, Number of folks getting married is declining. And let's see, the, I think there was one other statistic, which I'm having a hard time pulling up now. But um, the picture is that, you know, getting to, oh, yes, the other statistic was the average age um, for first marriage for folks is about 29 years old for women and about 27 years old for men. And no, it was the other way around. It was 29, it was 29 years for men and 27 years for women. So that kind of is around our, the age we were when we got married, but the other statistics, um, 
and there's a lot more out there. Um, it, but it just paints for us. It paints a picture of how thankful we are that you know that God did put the desire in our heart to be married. That He sustained us through to our wedding, and has continued to sustain us. And we believe, you know, that He will continue to sustain us beyond this first year um, until you know death do us part. So just wanted to give that little perspective. Yeah, so one of the things I didn't point out about the preparedness or unpreparedness was I don't think we really prepared for the amount of transition right. that would be taking place. We um, did not. As I mentioned, our relationship was long distance up until we got married and moved out to the West Coast. And so one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning um, was processing the transition. I didn't really think about it while, you know, we were engaged and planning for a wedding. And even during the the um, pre-marriage counseling, we didn't really talk much about how to process the all the transitions that were happening, so many of them and so quickly. So I remember just after having moved here after a couple of days of just thinking, it almost like just all caught up to me that I was in a new state across mm-hmm. the country from my family in a yep. new community. Yep. No one I really knew, right. um, just being that new person, and of course, then just marriage and learning that. So that was a lot to to process, and I think we experienced a lot of transitions even within this past year um, that I think we had to learn how to just you know acknowledge it and talk about it so that we didn't come or speak from a place that somehow got bitter because of these transitions. And, you know, I found myself there in the very beginning. We were just so much transition, found myself a little bitter and never really talked about it. And so I would say things or act a certain way that Dwight just didn't understand because I didn't communicate it. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you touched on a lot of things there. I think we're going to get to communication a little bit later. Um, But as far as transitions, I think for anyone out there that's either looking forward to a committed relationship, perhaps marriage, uh, folks that are early in their marriage journey, just starting to develop a practice of reflecting on your, um, like where you are in the transition, whatever it might be, whether you're moving you know, into a more serious part of your relationship, whether you're heading towards marriage or whether you're early in marriage, just doing some self-reflection on, hey, where am I at in this transition? What are the transitions that are going on? What are the transitions that are coming up? Mm -hmm. And communicating with your your spouse or partner about that will only benefit you both. Um, That was one of our big lessons. We didn't, you know, our focus was elsewhere on pulling off a wedding um, and many other like really important things, but we we didn't take the time to self reflect for us also to pray, um, and that's super important for us to put everything before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an area in which we dropped the ball um, just because we were so focused on other things. And you know I think everything happens for a reason, so we learned some really good lessons from that. And now I think we're much more thoughtful about checking in and also thinking like you know you know even with very recently you know we I I transitioned jobs 
Um, we also had a you know medical uh, transition that we were going through, and I know we New talked church about community. It. Yeah, so I know we've been talking. We've had some really key conversations to calibrate ourselves. Like, okay, like this is how we're feeling, and we have to remember like the big picture. Like we're in the midst of this transition, and so it diffuses kind of the finger pointing that can happen or expectation. Like, expectation of like you're not noticing this or you're you're whatever so um yeah i think that's kind of my thought about the transition you know kind of how we drop the ball but i think how we've learned from it even in this past year yeah so <coughs> i mean Excuse speaking me. of you know how being able to process it and talk about it diffuses all these expectations let's let's get to that let's talk about expectations yeah um that we you know come in with as you know, things that we knew about marriage, just from what we saw, or what we desired, and then coming in and realizing, oh, this is different. Oh, you know, I thought it would be like this. Yeah. So, any? Sure, I'll just throw one out there. Um, it was huge for me when I began to realize that I was expecting my wife to be just like me. <laughs> And I know that might sound like, oh, I would never expect that. But especially to the fellas out there, like, especially if you've been single for quite some time and you've developed kind of your own <laughs> habits and life, um, like the way you move through life, <clears throat> it might creep up that you're going to start putting those expectations because it's just been you and you're comfortable with that onto your spouse or significant other. I definitely did. And so, you know, I thank God that I, thanks in large part to my wife, but also just the spirit of God, like revealing to me, like, Dwight, you're expecting this other human to, without you communicating, but even if you were, that wouldn't be a fair thing to ask, mm -hmm. hey, can you be just like me and how you think and right. what you notice? And so... <laughs> And that was something I got hit in the face with really fast. It's like, that is so unfair. Dude, you got to check yourself. And so I've, by God's grace, kind of been able to shift to see even more marriage will show you a lot about yourself. You obviously get to know your partner more and your spouse more. And so I have been able to shift to see our differences and see them as beautiful and see even how our differences can come together to um, to do really awesome things. Whereas if I was still trying to force Yodi to be in this mold of the way I think or the way I um, see the world um, or even just act, it would just be really unrealistic and it would just cause a lot of a lot of grief. And right. so that's been one of the expect one of the things when we talk about expectations that I've had to battle with. Yeah, no, I I completely agree how it's so easy to um just expect your you know, your spouse to be a certain way. Um I think for me like for example, it was really easy for me to assume that or to expect him to be like me in the way that I, you know, kept my home or like wash the dishes <laughs> um he's looking at me really funny right now but 
yeah, those unspoken expectations can cause a lot of tension. Um, and even those, those that are spoken, um, cannot be forced and cannot be like, I need you to be this way. I think you got to give yourself freedom and patience and grace to let the person be the like how they are. Yeah, it's all um, about compromise too. Right, like, right. You can't really if you pick these really silly hills to die on, and then you look back and you're like, we were just arguing for whatever amount of time, whether it's a couple hours or a couple of days, for what you know, and you right. really you forget that this union is all about coming together, working together, being a team, and you. So quickly, if you have expectations, can create a adversarial situation out of what's supposed to be a beautiful um, relationship that's teamwork. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're still learning, but I definitely have seen so much growth in I think both of us, but mostly in myself of of stepping outside of those silly expectations. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break, quick but break. please I don't keep coughing. Uh, I need to get a drink. Don't leave. We'll be so right back. Hey, just don't leave. We're coming back with some really interesting lessons that we've learned this year about ourselves um, through our marriage. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode one, Everything Under the Sun. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Um, so we are really excited to wrap up this week's episode with some kind of heavy-hitting content. We're going to talk a little bit about assumptions and then some lessons learned in our first year of marriage. So buckle in. It's about 10 more minutes, but stick with it. It's I think there's there's some... There's going to be some gems there, and, and we're going to keep it 100. So, Yuri, starting with assumptions, what was, what is one assumption that folks would make a lot when talking to you about, you know, marriage in, in conversation? Yeah, so, you know, when people would ask, or when I would tell them that we've been married for as long as we have whether it was the first month or even up till now one year the assumption that I often get or the response is oh you guys are still in that honeymoon phase and I would you know in my mind I'm like uh no <laughs> we right. are not in a honeymoon phase and I mean I would it would automatically make me feel as though something was wrong with us because even early on when, when I was asked that, we would we had already had, you know, a number of arguments and was already feeling tension. And so that assumption made me feel as if something was wrong with us. Right. And I felt for the <clears throat> longest time, I had to just pretend um, that it was just all lovey-dovey and, you know, never argued. We're just, you know, just bliss, roses, of, you know, filled of roses. When in reality, I mean... It was not the case. And so I feel now that I'm becoming way more comfortable saying, actually, like we, you know, we were butting heads in the beginning. We were having a hard time um, just seeing eye to eye or even listening to each other and communicating. And, and you know, I found myself 
speaking just to be heard and rather than like actually listening to him. So it was, you know, it was interesting, but praise God, we here. Yeah, my least favorite word, interesting. It means everything and nothing at the same time. Um, But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. The honeymoon, man. The honeymoon phase. I don't even know what that really means, right? right? What does that even mean? But um, you were commenting the other day that even on our honeymoon, we had some... Uh, some uh, turbulence, <laughs> and um, we're like, oh no, what? But, in the but world? here's the thing. Before I mention my kind of my answer to that question, <clears throat> one, we're in it for the long haul, and that commitment is rock solid. And so you, my lifer. Okay, oh. right. That is true. <laughs> you are, and I'm yours. Um, but so that so that. Commitment is for life, um, and the other piece is that when we look back at all the turbulence we encountered during our first year, we believe that it was all purposeful. It was teaching us lessons and preparing us, and so my reflection on the first year really is just, I mean, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. It's been beautiful. It's been hard. But there's been beauty that's come right. out of there's the hardship, right? And so, I don't know about this honeymoon phase, but whatever the, this first year has been, I wouldn't trade it in. Obviously, we've learned so many lessons, even for the things that we would go back and change. So, would I necessarily go back and do it all over again if I could? No, because we are at the place we are at now, still growing, but much more solid because of those moments of turbulence and those struggles and those learnings. So mm-hmm. um, that was my comment on that honeymoon phase yeah. thing. But <clears throat> the assumption that I've heard quite often is, you know, when, especially in the last month or so, or even the last couple months as we approach one year, I can't, I, even if I tried to count, it would be too many people that, like, oh, that first year. I heard that's rough. Like, uh, yeah, you, you should be glad you're still alive. Like, some like, <laughs> like you're you crawling. just navigated through, you know, at D Day, like the beach at D Day, and like without getting injured. It's like, I, it's like I said, like, I think people simplify too much on either end of the spectrum. Like, it's yeah. either the worst thing ever, or oh, it's still your honeymoon, when really it's much more complicated. Um, and so the way I tell people is the most beautiful and the most difficult thing I've ever done mm-hmm. because I literally see myself being changed for the better by my wife, by us and coming together, versa, yeah. by the, and the Lord is purposing this all. And so is it difficult? Yes. It's but called is sanctification. It, hey now, get your theological dictionaries out, everybody. <laughs> But yeah, it's the most beautiful thing ever. So um, assumptions are never cool. And so for those of you who are moving towards marriage, desiring marriage, in marriage, get some people around you who will ask you those those real questions. Like, how are y'all really doing? You know, folks that can keep it real with you about their experiences um, and try to minimize <laughs> the people around you that are just kind of throwing vague generalizations right. and assumptions about your marriage mm-hmm. at you it's it 
it, you want to have a good balance. There. And I would and I would add, you know, having the people, people in your life that ask you those real questions, and you also not being afraid to answer in truth, right? Because right? it took me a while to answer in truth, but now I realize that there's a lot of power in just saying, "Hey, yeah, those first couple months." were rough. rough. There were more times it felt like we argued like every other day versus now where it's so rare that it's like, okay. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. just grateful for that. So yeah, so that's something that we learned. Let's let's why don't we go into um I feel like this will bring a lot of a lot of things out. Why don't we talk about things that we've learned about ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Um do yeah, you start? I, sure. And and it's like and I'm even as we're recording this, I'm realizing <clears throat> the perceptions, man. And it's always interesting to think about even how I, I'm always curious. You know, how are people that are listening to this podcast, this episode, how do they perceive us? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always kind of a gulf when you talk about media and Instagram and you know Snapchat and selfies all that stuff creates a persona right and so I think really quickly jumping back to why we do this we we want to break down as much of that as Mm -hmm. possible and just be super real and raw and you know do our best to have folks that are tuning in understand understand us and our hearts and so in that vein Right. When we talk about the lessons we learned in marriage, we need to keep it 100. And so my lesson has really been around faith, you know, um, and and the fact that I so often walk in self-faith or just believing in myself or leaning on myself. And God has shown me without a doubt that my success relies this marriage's success relies on me not leaning on myself Mm -hmm. but trusting in the lord and sometimes god has to take you to a really low low point to help you understand that and there was a very low point Mm -hmm. this year and yodi you know what i'm talking about when i i was probably sitting right here on this couch and i was very clear and very certain that you were going to leave. We had had an argument, um, and it's funny. I don't even, I don't remember remember. the full (laughs) argument, but the point is that it got so heated that the option of leaving came up, and I thought it was going to happen. Which I would say was very emotional. Yeah, I I mean, there was fault on both sides. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, my response was was so emotional. I wasn't even thinking. It was more like this, you know, that's how I wanted to protect myself. Right, and and I didn't bring this up necessarily for us to unpack. Right, right. You know, there's a lot to unpack there. But the point was, if I trace back the steps of... it, It was a situation that escalated, and at each point... I thought I had the solution within myself that I could create um, and fix this situation. Um, and God really used that and many other instances over this year to say, hey, just as a human being, you need me. You need to rely on me. But as a husband, bro, you cannot 
complete this task at all if you're operating outside of walking by faith. And so that's been a huge um, lesson I've learned mm-hmm. about myself that, man, if I want to succeed as to as being a man, the man that God created me to be, the husband that God created me to be, I can't do it in a vacuum. I can't do it on my own. I have to rely on the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that verse, you learn it a lot if you grow up in church, but it's come alive for me in a new mm-hmm. and powerful way this year. Wow. What about you, babe? That's That's powerful. Yeah, I learned, I think <clears throat> the hardest thing this year was learning so much about myself that it was almost like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know all of this was inside of me. Um, I think one of the things that I learned about myself was, one, I thought I was a really good communicator, but I realized how horrible I was at communicating um, when it really mattered. Um, I did not communicate my emotions. I did not communicate my expectations. I just, you know, and in that, how that caused a lot of tension, how that caused a lot of misunderstanding. And so that was really hard to face. I didn't realize also that I had so much insecurity in me that I thought was way gone. I thought I was like, yeah, I'm so insecure in the Lord. And there's nothing like getting married to show you, um, at least to show me those insecurities that came out. And um, that also was a lot, that also was something that caused a lot of tension um, with how I perceived certain things. I mean, we had to be, we had to have like frank conversations in regards to... Who's frank? <laughs> You're insecure. <laughs> no. <laughs> insecure. Uh, frank conversations about even like relationships with our, you know, male friends or female friends. Right, and right. there was just so much that came out that right. I was like, yo, I thought I was way better than this. But I think... You know, as Dwight said, there's nothing that happened that did not make us better, right? right? And even if we, you know, even if we are stubborn with the Lord with it, God still had his way. Praise patience, God. Patience. Um, and then another big lesson that I learned, I'm sorry, I'm going on and on, but um, was that, you know, it really, like, you cannot, you cannot make feelings your indicator or make feelings something that you serve. Um, because if that was the case, then you will not... I didn't realize how quickly you would just not feel like doing something. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I thought this was going to be like in the third year. But I was already like, I don't really feel like, you know, X, Y, Z. And so I just had to learn. And I think one of the mantras, I remember Dwight sitting me down and, and just having this really powerful conversation about how we really um, take seriously the scripture that says, you know, in Colossians that, that we do everything unto the Lord. And when that's our first priority, priority, um, then the feelings submit to that because then it's not always like, I don't feel like doing this or I don't feel like talk. I mean, there's just so much, but those three things, um, and God just showing me myself. And like Dwight said, how much I had to Repent, ask for forgiveness. Ooh, that's another thing. Oh, I have to mention this. Ooh, 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 I, ooh. <laughs> so, you know, to be honest, I didn't realize how prideful, that's a huge part. I didn't realize how prideful I was. You guys, I didn't realize how much I hated asking for forgiveness because I was so prideful that I didn't want to admit that I was wrong. And I remember 
one of the first arguments and I remember saying, well, I'm sorry that I did that or I'm sorry that you felt that way. And Dwight was like, that's, that's not an apology. Like, that's not, that's not an apology. And I was like, I said, I'm sorry. And, you know, he really is the one that taught me that there's a difference between saying I'm sorry and will you forgive me for X, Y, Z. And that was really humbling, I have to admit. But I really appreciate, I have to definitely shout you out, babe, because, you know, as much as you say that you have to, you know, you had to learn a lot of things and God was humbling you, I will say that it's your patience and your gentleness and your grace that you extended to me in my most stubborn of times that really showed me, um, one, how much you love the Lord. I know you love me, but like how much you love the Lord enough to humble yourself and even extend that grace when, you know, man, everything in you is like, oh Lord, like, what did I get myself into? Maybe not. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I, I have to join you on the, the pride parade because it's my, it's it's a huge battle for me as well and yeah. i think the if we had to you know pick a common thread for both of us it's god in this year has showed us so much of ourselves and most of that not good stuff so that we can then be fueled to get out of ourselves you better so preach. that so that we can send then, him your offering hey right now, now hey no no just, no no so that we can sure. then serve the other, yeah. but not for the other's sake at the end of the day, but like Yodi said, for, for God's sake, for yeah. the glory of God, unto unto the Lord, for whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do unto the glory of God. Yeah. And so that's probably our biggest shared thing is like, man, I'm going to, God's like, I'm going to show you yourself like you've never seen it before. Oh, and by the way, I see this and much worse and I still love you. Mm, oh, yeah. by the way, this is... This is what it means to serve, right? To deny yourself, to pick up your cross, and to follow me. And so that's kind of, it's just the beauty that God is sanctifying us and growing us um, through this this process. We pray it continues. I think that's all we have time for. We are really um, excited to keep everything under the sun going. Um, in future episodes, I do want to say though. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of we have a lot of fun in our marriage. I we I do, feel like we do. We I mean, you know over talked about you know the things that we learned. Right, right. Um, but I will say we are lots of joy, best of friends. Lots of joy. We laugh a lot. That really sustains us in regards to just being able to laugh and be our authentic self with one another. Um, and be accepted as the goofy. Um, y'all, he's goofy. Yeah, that I was goofy. He's goofy, but I'm gonna leave it there. But we praise God that we praise God that He, you know, um, just really blessed us with a very joyful uh, marriage. So I did want to just point that out. Yeah, no, I I think that's good. There's a balance there. We just, you know, when you're really, that's the easy stuff to talk about. We we don't want to focus on that all the time. We want to have a balance. And so today was some of those tough lessons, and we hope that. You know, you're encouraged and, and blessed by it. Um, yeah, we can't wait for future future episodes. We um, invite folks to, um, if you have thoughts from this episode, to yes. hit us up, comment. Um, DM us. We have to figure or, out what platform this is going to go There's on. also a way on Anchor to send in questions when we're actually... Um, yeah. We're, we got to figure yeah, that out. We're still but. learning, so we're trying. we want to stay... 
Yeah. And I think y'all will help us stay super humble with this as we move forward. Give us your tips on podcasting. We're new to this. Um, and uh, we look forward to engaging you on future episodes of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Thank you.